and welcome to another edition of the Christian Apologetics Project Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Berengowski, and I'll be with you here for however long the guest wants to talk. That's all out of the way there. Yes, I have a special guest here, and this is part of a series of programs that I am doing uh, to let some of my former students talk. And really the reason why I'm doing this is because there's still so much stuff that's out there that is so enjoyable to read about moi and some of my classes that I taught in the past that I thought, well, you know what, they're not going to listen to me. Let them listen to my students. And I have a very special student here, former student, uh, who took, I don't know, uh, I guess one class, I guess. And it is, you may tell us who you are here. Is Hi, it, my name is Ginger Ruiz. Hi, Ginger. It's nice to talk to you again. Hey, you, Professor. You know, it's been a long time since uh, we had this class, but uh, you just had the one class with me, right? Yes, sir. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and what class was this? World Religions. The World Religions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you were another victim. <laughs> oh, it was exciting. <laughs> it was it was exciting. Okay. Well, yeah, you had me in the the world religions class, the fact of the last class that I taught. And uh when you signed up for this class, mm-hmm. just what exactly uh did you expect, I mean, uh, of me, of the class, the school? What were you looking for when you took this class? Well, I had a um a a real interest in all the different religions, and I hadn't seen it offered before. And so when I saw it being offered uh, the semester that I took it, I was very excited because it was exactly what I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn about all the world's religions, everything that I wasn't typically exposed to. So I was very excited about that. And that's, that was my expectation. Did Did you happen to, you say that you hadn't seen this class, you know, offered before. Mm Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you weren't aware that I had been teaching this for almost four years there Mm-mm. at the the southeast campus. No. So, uh, so where were and, you? Where were, because, where were you at, Ginger? So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know, but I never saw it. Like I just didn't. I just didn't see it. Or perhaps it was because you know I had to take certain classes. But you know the just understanding other religions was has always been such. An interest for me. So, is there a reason why? Whether it was I couldn't take it before, or I just seen it, or you know, I don't know. But I happened to see it that semester, and so I was excited that I could take it. Okay. Uh, was there is is there a particular reason why you were interested in this? Because you know, I've been dealing with you know the world religions and stuff like that for a long, long time, and mm-hmm. inevitably it seems like whenever the topic comes up, people are like just enamored. Not only that we're yeah. talking about something that I guess never gets talked about, but they're talking to somebody that kind of has somewhat of an inkling of what's going on. So what, why was this fueling your interest? Well, first of all, I think because it, 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 I saw it as an opportunity to expose me to a lot, you know, a lot of things that either I didn't have exposure to or I didn't understand. And particularly at that period of time, um, Islam was such a topic, you know, in the media, regardless of how it was portrayed. Mm -hmm. Um, So I knew that that would have to have been covered, you know, throughout the course of the semester, along with, you know, other religions that I had curiosities about, such as Buddhism and, you know, just just the whole spectrum. Mm -hmm. Uh, I found it to be very exciting, and particularly because of Islam and everything that was happening at that period of time, I really wanted to understand that in particular, probably above all. I wanted that understanding so I would have more, you know, educated perspective mm-hmm. about, you know, what other people believed in and maybe an understanding of what was happening in the world around me. Mm-hmm. So when you finally arrive at the class mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, what were your impressions of me at the start, and mm-hmm. then how did those impressions 
eventually pan out over the course of time? Okay. So, honestly, I thought you were going to be a really, really difficult professor. (laughs) (laughs) And I was. You were, but but no, I thought you were going to be just like very difficult. And I thought the class was probably going to be a lot um, harder than perhaps what I thought about just learning about religions, just from the from the um, study aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you laid out, you know, you laid out the curriculum very clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though, you know, I thought, okay, this is going to be harder than what I thought, I was still very much excited, especially when I saw all the different religions that were included in, in the curriculum, which of course included Islam. Mm-hmm. So I was ready. I was ready for the hard work. You were stoked. I was. I really was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pam brought up, of course, you and Pam know each other, and I, I've already talked yeah. to her mm-hmm. as part of these broadcasts. She uh, she brought up the thing about me saying that I wasn't your friend and all that. All that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to talking about you, Ginger. You know how you brought that up as well. So. Yes, because when you when you open the class, I mean, one of, you were laying it out like this is what you can expect, and this is the course, and this is how we're going to do it, and you, how does it do the name tense? And you had specifically said, you know, I'm your professor, I'm not your friend, yeah. So you don't get to call me Paul, yeah. you call me, you know, Professor Darangowski or Mr. Darangowski, but I'm not your friend. So that's when I put on my name tent, Miss Reed. <laughs> Uh, because if, I, if we're not friends, then you don't get to call me by my first name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it was so, so funny. I think a lot of students were taken aback by that. But like I told Pam, I said, you know, so many times I think the uh, the professors try to be friends and they quit being professors. And uh-huh. I'm going, uh, let's get the let's get the the class out of the way first, and let's see how we kind of talk to each other. <laughs> then if we're friends later, then we can call each other friends. So. Uh, I just thought that was pretty amusing. Uh, so what were some of the highlights about the class that you enjoyed the most? I mean, you said oh. it was it was laid out mm-hmm. clearly, and mm-hmm. you, and you mm-hmm. knew where we were going. But, mm-hmm. but, but what did you enjoy about the class the most? When we started getting into it, like, when we really started the study part after, you know, the first couple of classes, you know, like, I really enjoyed the assignments mm-hmm. of going to different places, you know, to um, different, you know, churches or synagogues or whatever it is that we were able to choose for ourselves mm-hmm. that we were already exposed to so that so that we had the opportunity, you know, to to have that experience on our own and then come back and present to the class our impressions and, and what we took away from that. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed those assignments along with, of course, the, um, the hands-on, I'm, I'm going to call it the practical, of, you know, just sort of replicating a, a, a current event in the world at the time and taking different roles and researching those roles for that for that particular assignment. I mean, I just really enjoyed the hands-on aspect mm-hmm. that we could explore for ourselves and form our own opinions and come back and be able to talk about those. You know, I thought you were going to bring up the uh, the the mock trial part when you were talking about the practical part and have to studying study and study it out on your own. Because, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. other students have brought that up as well, and uh, I mean, how did you like that? Was you think that was? I did you think that? Oh was yeah, fair? I enjoyed it. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because we, I mean, I think if I recall correctly, the the roles were sort of randomly assigned, and then we had to work together within our group, mm-hmm. depending on where you were in the trial. You mm-hmm. know, if you were a witness, if you were a juror, or whatnot. So we had to work that out amongst ourselves, mm-hmm. and then we had to go do our own research and come back and like, and then like everybody had to go real world and do it. Like, like there was no practice, right? Mm-hmm. Except for in our own study group. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it was just really, um, it required a lot of work, I think, on our own part mm-hmm. to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And then it was just exciting to see it all come together, right? To see what everybody else came up with. So, yeah, that's the the practical piece that I'm specifically referring to. And it was fun. It was just, it was hard, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring all that up because 
there have been some in the past that were highly critical that I would yeah. dare allow the students to do this kind of thing. I mean, aren't you just supposed to respect all religions and all? And I'm thinking to myself, this really had nothing to do with criticizing anybody. You know, when it came mm -hmm. to saying this religion's wrong and that, it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with what you guys found. And then let well, you, then the, yeah. you guys kind of argue it out. Yeah, and you gave us very clear, I mean, the criteria was very open depending on whatever our specific role was. Mm -hmm. And we worked within our own group mm -hmm. to determine really what our course of action would be. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I still don't even understand the criticism because it, it was solely dependent upon us how we did it within our groups, and then how we did it our own particular role. Yeah. So you didn't direct it. Mm -hmm. You just laid out the outline of what our assignment was. Well, see, I think that's part of the criticism is they thought that I was mm -mm. steering your thoughts and what you should be saying and all this kind of stuff. And if you didn't agree with me to begin with, then I was going to mark you down or you know, making a spectacle out of you in class or shame you or something like that. And, I mean, it was nothing like that. I, no, I basically let you guys take the class, that particular portion of the class, the, the mock trial mm -hmm. portion, and let you guys figure it out. Mm -hmm. But see, mm -hmm. I get criticized for, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have said this, and you're a bigot, and you're going, no, wait a second here. Were you even in the class? So anyway. Right. On yeah. the flip side, I, I don't understand the criticism. Well, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and some people just they just go off the deep end like that, and I can't figure it out either. So, uh, mm -hmm. on the flip side, mm -hmm. what, what were some of the lowlights that you know uh, kind of? Well, you looked at it and you go, "Man, I just don't enjoy this at all." Mm -hmm. What were some of the? Yeah, lowlights? really only. If I look at it in that perspective, I would just, it, it's my answer is very simple. I didn't like your test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now the, now the true witness comes out here. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I studied hard for them, but your tests were hard, and I just didn't like your test. And that's, that's really, you know, from a, from a course perspective, that's really the only thing I didn't enjoy. It was like, oh, my gosh, it's another test. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's sweating. With, I had to hand out towels when they are walking in the door. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they were tricky. <laughs> they were tricky. But they really like the quizzes. Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, the quizzes. <laughs> uh, how many times during the, uh, the course of the semester? Did you feel that I mistreated or misspoke to someone in the class in some kind of disrespectful, disrespectful, condescending, uh, just uh, mean-spirited way? How many times did I do that? Mm -mm, no, that's, that wasn't my, you know, that, that's never been my perspective of anything that happened during that class, mm -hmm. you know. I think you gave you gave everybody ample time to express whatever opinions they wanted, even when they disagreed with yours or anybody else's. You mm -hmm. still allowed that opportunity for that person to speak. Um, and even if it didn't agree with what you were teaching or, you know, anything along that line, I mean, you never, you you. You just weren't, you didn't approach any of the students that way. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, showing my fangs or anything like that? No, but, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. No, you, you allowed a constructive conversation as I would expect any, any professor to do or any professors in my experience have done. I didn't see any difference in that approach. Well, <clears throat> I'm glad you said that. And I'm glad that you're telling whoever listens to this, because like I said, this is mm -hmm. a podcast, so pretty much mm -hmm. anyone around the world that wants to bring this up and listen to it, they can hear you mm -hmm. talk. Because, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, and I'll ask you a couple of questions here in a second regarding the little Muslim thing, where mm. they quit listening to me, the outside yeah. world, the people outside the, the classroom. Yeah. And I thought, well, mm -hmm. I'll, let, I'll let them listen to you then and see if it works this time. So speaking... <clears throat> Yeah. Of mm -hmm. how things kind of panned out with the old uh, ordeal 
almost uh, seven years ago, and I can't believe we're still talking about this, but you wouldn't believe this, Ginger. This morning, before I get ready to head off to church, somebody mm-hmm. is criticizing me online, and they brought up some of the old articles, and it really had nothing to do <laughs> with it had nothing to do with the conversation we were having. It was just yeah. their way of getting back at me this morning, seven yeah. years later. So let me ask yeah. you some questions about that, okay? Mm-hmm. You were there the night. Well, we were talking about Islam. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, everything kind of blew up. Mm-hmm. When that happened, and I'll just let you explain to the audience mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. what did you see and what did you hear and how did it all come about? So my perspective, and still, I mean, it, it was very clear because I'd never, I'd never seen a, a class uh, implode mm-hmm. in that manner from students. Um, I came to the class that night because I'm like, yes, now we're going to finally talk about Islam because we had talked about so many other religions leading up to that. And I think we're at this point, like in the middle of the semester, so it wasn't like the end, big bang kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was excited that we were finally going to talk about it. And I knew we had Muslim students in the class. So I was, you know, thinking it was going to take the course probably of our, of our other conversations, but, um, that didn't happen. I mean, in fact, just as really, as you started opening the discussion, we had our books, we had had our assignment to read, um, it was like an immediate interruption mm-hmm. of of you even even opening up the class for the discussion uh, about Islam. It was an immediate interruption mm-hmm. by the Islamic students, um, and, and became contentious and combative from the very beginning. and And I recall, you know, I tried to stay out of the the verbal. I'm, I'm going to call it a verbal assault mm-hmm. towards you mm-hmm. um, because, I, you know, you're the professor, so I knew you would handle it. But I know at one point I, I had to interject because I was so disappointed because our class time was being eaten up mm-hmm. by things that, like, frankly, that I'm not paying for in a semester. I was wanting to learn, and it wasn't even about sharing experience. It was just a verbal assault towards you personally. So we didn't even get to talk about the assignment or what we read in the book or anything even about Islam Mm -hmm. as a whole. And it was very disappointing. And, you know, I mean, it just started off that way. So are you talking about this started because there were two lectures and and Mm -hmm. and you're telling everybody this started with the first lecture? And I was into assault. That's how I put it, because, yeah, I mean, there were some very specific, very rough things that were said, because this particular class was finally the class we were going to focus only on Islam. And so at the end of and, that, let me, I'm sorry, I didn't mm-hmm. need to, let me ask mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. At, at the end of that first lecture, mm-hmm. after an hour, I mean, the, these classes were an hour and 20 minutes or something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the first lecture... Of, of, like you stated, and I would concur with what you had to say, of just verbal assaults that have really had nothing to do mm-hmm. with, with Islam per se. It had to do with their projections upon me. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What did they ask me to do for the next class? Wow. What did they want me to do? <laughs> well... Um, you know, just to sort of paraphrase after it was all kind of said and done that night, they didn't want you to teach mm-hmm. about it. They didn't, they didn't feel that you were qualified mm-hmm. to speak about it. And I specifically recall the male student, um, when he said that you weren't qualified, it was kind of a, a shocking moment, I think, for everybody to hear that leveled against you mm-hmm. because we're, we're there to take your class. Mm-hmm. We're not there to take another student's class. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of caught everybody off guard. And you said that you weren't qualified mm-hmm. to teach it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, if I recall correctly, your response was, how were you not qualified? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, why were you not qualified? And the, 
the male student said that because he'd been studying Islam from his family since he was eight, mm. and it didn't fall in line with what his family had been teaching him, which was interesting because we hadn't even been able to get into the subject. Yeah. And then they wanted me to bear my sources. What were your yeah. sources behind all of this? And of course, yeah. I didn't have my Quran and all that kind of stuff with me. But what mm-hmm. did I tell them that I would do for them for the next class when they started? You questioning? told them you'd bring you'd bring all that information with you. Did I bring it? You did. And so, how did the next class start? This is this is on a Tuesday that we're having the first, mm-hmm. play, and so we go to Thursday because yep. these are two days mm-hmm. apart. What mm-hmm. happened? at the start of the second lecture on Thursday? Well, I, I would say it started probably, it was already like a powder, a powder keg mm-hmm. waiting. Mm-hmm. That like, like that Thursday, from Tuesday to Thursday, it was like, you know, it was, you could feel coming into the class that, that it was ready to explode. Not specifically from the Muslim students. I mean, there was, the two, and we're talking about two people, right? There was already talk in the hallway, mm-hmm. and there was already, you know, all this, you know, it, it was a sideshow. It was not good. Yeah, yeah it, it it was. It, it, ugh. Even so, thinking about it, I still feel sick to my stomach. Yeah. So, so the class starts on the on the second lecture. What am mm-hmm. I doing at the start of the lecture? What am I doing? How am I presenting? Well, I what, what am I doing to present the class? You know, I'm, am I addressing their question that they asked before about sources and stuff like that? Oh, absolutely! You came prepared to have a discussion about it. Did I have? But you weren't. Did I have my sources? You weren't allowed. With, did I have my sources? Yeah, with, absolutely. Did I have a whole bunch of them? You did. <laughs> and so, and so, when I was standing there before the class, what did I have in my mm-hmm. hand? What did I have in you my? You had hand? the Quran. And what was I doing? Mm-hmm. You were opening up the Quran and you were reading specific passages. And then what happened? Oh, then it, <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's when it got really bad. I mean, to, I mean, it just, and this wasn't, I'm not even talking about like a gradual sort of disagreement. Mm-hmm. It was just like, boom, it's like you were not even you weren't even allowed to read from the Quran. It's like the fact that you were even, that the fact that you even had the book seemed to be offensive from mm. the beginning. Was I acting in any way that was like uh, unprofessional or untoward or insulting or challenging or, or trying to egg them on? Was I doing any of those types of things? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I was just standing reading the Quran. Is that all I was doing? You were there prepared with specific passages from the Quran mm-hmm. that were a carryover from Tuesday night's lecture. So you took your homework and you came back mm-hmm. prepared mm-hmm. and were completely, you were just lambasted. I mean, it was, it was dramatic. It was extreme. It was, uh, wow. Mm. <laughs> Something did, I had certainly never experienced did, before. Did you feel safe, or I should say unsafe, at any time when this just event is just unfolding? It just like, like you said, it blew up. Mm-hmm. Did you feel unsafe at mm-hmm. any time? Uh, I did, especially when the male student made a, made a reference to you that, you know, not only was it... Um, uh, blasphemous, I think, for you to be reading anything from the Quran, but that you needed to be careful because, you know, he knew people. Mm. It, it was a specific reference mm-hmm. to that. And of course I felt unsafe. Mm. Absolutely. So, after, uh, and did I... Did I just immediately cut them off at any point and order them out of the class? Uh, what, what happened? I mean, did, how long did this go on? Well, um, you tried to certainly gain control of the class mm-hmm. because people were, I mean, every, all the students then were like trying to like, whoa, wait a second, what's going on? And so you did try to gain control of the class, but did you order anybody out? No. Mm-hmm. Were you condescending or 
um, you know, did you respond in kind in any way? Absolutely not. Mm. Um, but but at that point, those the, the Muslim students, and we're talking two people in the class of, I don't even remember how many. 40. But they were so, yeah, okay, <laughs> two out of 20, mm-hmm. were already so absolutely inflamed. It's like, it's like they already came with an agenda of kind of what was going to happen mm-hmm. right before the class happened. Mm-hmm. And like, but like none of like, I wasn't privy to it. I don't think anybody else in the class was ready for, for those things to actually happen the way they did. For warfare to break out. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much how it happened. Okay, yeah. So- it was, it was, Ugly. Okay, so then all of a sudden, after, well, I think they were there for, I mean, this went on for the better part of an hour. And was, yeah. And, and yeah, I was trying to steer it in a constructive way, but mm-hmm. it seemed like everything I tried, they just weren't going to have mm-hmm. any of it. No. What did they mm-hmm. do? Did they just uh, did they just sit there and uh, take no. it? Or what happened? Mm-mm. Well, if, uh, the, the female student... Mm-hmm. Uh, was uh, she was probably more vocal this time than she was the first the first that Tuesday. Yes, and she ended up storming out of the class and mm-hmm. slamming the door. Mm-hmm. And then there were some choice words from the male student. And then uh, I believe shortly after he stormed out, mm-hmm. and we were all kind of left in shell shock. Did they come back? I don't recall them coming back. No, no, no they 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 were gone. And so we concluded the class probably, what, about yep. five or ten minutes after that? And yeah, did, yeah. Did everybody immediately leave? No. Some of us kind of sit around just kind of stare at each other. <laughs> like what happened? Figure out what had happened. I know that that for myself in particular, I, I was sorely disappointed, Not not even not even just the fact of how you know, my fellow students behaved, um, the two in particular, but that, that two people so completely um, derailed the class mm-hmm. and we didn't even get a chance to even learn anything <laughs> about the religion at at all. Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. They, they so, did, I mean... Did, did you find it a little bit ironic uh, that the Muslims... They want you to read the Quran, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That when I got up and started reading it, that all of a sudden they didn't want it read anymore. Did you find that to be ironic? Yeah, like I, I'm even still when I think about it, you know, today, like it still confuses me. Like, how are people to learn about another religion, especially from the curriculum? You knew it's coming, but then when you got there. It, it was just absolute disruption. Yeah. So even when they asked you to come back with your sources and you did so prepared, you still weren't even allowed to even, I mean, seriously, they, they just cut you off from even talking. Yeah. You know, it was complete overtaking of the class. Yeah. And it was so combative. It was absolutely combative, not between you and the student, mm-hmm. but from those two students yeah. towards you and anybody else in the class that had anything to say. So we all hung around for about another 15, 20 minutes, being mm-hmm. shell-shocked, and then we all went our ways. Nothing happened thereafter, and then mm-hmm. I went down to the campus police mm-hmm. and filed mm-hmm. a report. Do you think mm-hmm. that that was an appropriate act on my part mm-hmm. uh, just as a way of responding to what the two students had done. Do you think that was, do you think that was appropriate? I do. And I, if I were the professor, I would have done the same. And even though I was one of those students that, you know, stayed in the class, just trying to think about what had just happened for, you know, an extra 20 minutes when I left, the campus that night, of course, it was dark at that time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the male student still in the parking lot walking behind me as I was backing out, and, and I got nervous. I'm like, why? Mm. You know, why are you still here, and why are you walking behind this particular row of cars? You know, I mean, I understand that looking from the outside in, that, that may sound overly dramatic, but 
having been in that class when everything happened and it was so much later, you know, I couldn't help but think that. Yeah. Because of how how it all happened and what what was going on. So this happens on a Thursday night. So we've yeah. got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. Monday, and the next class is not going to be for five days later. Mm-hmm. And all kinds of things are unfolding behind the scenes. Mm. I'm, you know, talking to the administration, even on the weekend, which was a pretty unusual, uh, trying to figure out what to do. And, of course... Uh, I'm giving them my account, and mm-hmm. we're bringing up the rule book and student book and all that kind of stuff. Then you find out mm. that I'm gone. Mm-hmm. What was your initial reaction when you found out about that? Well, I was very angry. We knew, we, as in just the people that were waiting to enter into the classroom, like it wasn't like a particular group, just those of us, all the students that were waiting for the class to start, when the class started late, because you were never late, and you didn't like people that were not wrong. Because <laughs> I didn't want them to miss the quiz. <laughs> yeah, no. You weren't there, and that was probably the first sign that what's going on. And then the administrators come down, and then it was kind of a feeling like, oh boy, something, now something has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the administrators started talking, I mean, I was just so angry. I was so angry. I, I oh, just thinking about it. I mean, just the way <laughs> it was handled. Yeah. You know, the way it happened, the way it was handled. I mean, I was, you, and then that particular Tuesday night, I was furious. I was absolutely furious. Were there any words exchanged between the students and then the, the two Muslim students or anything anything like that going on? No, no, I don't even, I don't recall them even being there um, for that Tuesday. I, I honestly don't recall now if they were or not, but I remember uh, the administrators when they came to talk to us and that, and, and how, how furious I was. I, I mean, I, I even got up and left, mm. you know, at some point halfway through the class. I was so mad. So I'm gone out of the scene. Mm-hmm. The Muslims mm-hmm. are reveling in their success. Did you try to reach out to any of the school officials to air your concerns? If you did, what kind of a response did you get? Yeah, so I did multiple times because I was so upset that you weren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and how could that have happened? And I and I felt that none of this none of this. The rest of the students, the other 18 of us, I guess, nobody asked us. Nobody interviewed us. Nobody said, well, what happened? It was kind of like, boom, this is what happened, and you have to accept it. And that just never sits well with me. I'm already an adult. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, out of high school. I'm not in my early 20s. Like, I'm already an adult, and mm-hmm. that doesn't sit well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I wrote multiple emails. I made many, many phone calls. And you're saying um, the you're saying the administration mm-hmm. never got back mm-hmm. to you or anybody else. They said not they were, until very late in the game. Well, they because said, I kept pushing it. They said they were going to have an investigation. Yep. Yeah, but they nobody contacted me. Huh. Imagine that. And so that. I never heard. I never heard back from anybody until my con- constant escalating phone calls mm-hmm. when I didn't get a call back from, you know, the, the chair of that division, right. I kept going above the next person, the next person, mm-hmm. um, until I finally got a phone call and, you know, and even then it, it wasn't, it was just sort of the red tape sort of conversation. Um, but yeah, nope. They might've said there was an investigation. Nobody contacted me and I made sure that I was visible mm-hmm. and available and I communicated that multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, it was kind of weird in a way because do you remember the email that they sent out as kind of a poll yeah. type thing that I think they yeah. thought that was an investigation? <laughs> but Mm-mm. I I never heard from anybody. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So I thought, well, maybe they're talking to them. Or maybe they're blaming me for a lack of uh, investigative procedure. You said I was organized, so maybe I was I was supposed to organize my own investigation on this. <laughs> well, so, as you know, I'm a I'm an HR, you know, I'm my discipline. I'm an HR professional and I understand how investigations, particularly if it's something along the lines uh, if there's uh, alleged misconduct mm-hmm. or, you know, some sort of rule violation of really how those items are, you know, conducted. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just from a purely professional point of view, I can say I never saw anything like that because I was involved. So at the minimum, I should have at least had some sort of confidential interview with an administrator who was charged with that responsibility, and that never happened. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, simply because I want to ask you this. Because you said something about the rules here, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the student handbook, had, had yes. you, had, mm-hmm. and you kind of read it. You're, you're probably like a lot of students like I was when I was you know, taking classes umpteen years ago. Uh, I had the book, and you know, I guess if, if it pertained to me, I might read it. Otherwise, I'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Do you think these students... These two Muslim students, when they did what they did, do you think mm-hmm. they broke? Do you think they broke any of the rules in that rule book? Oh, without a doubt. And I read my book because that's what I do for a living. I need to know what the policies are yeah. in which I'm expected to operate. Yeah. So absolutely, I did. So if they were that clear to you as just being an HR professional, mm-hmm. why do you think this wasn't clear to the administrators of TCC? Honestly, I think they didn't want to deal with it. They didn't want to deal with the visibility of, of the matter in and of itself. They didn't want to deal with potential backlash um, from, from either Muslim practitioners or Muslim sympathetics or... It, it, I mean, the whole situation is fraught with controversy when you look at it from outside of the classroom itself. And I think that the administration simply did not want to deal with it. They just wanted to put the lid on it and just move on. Because when I put myself back in that in the student position and they had another professor come in, I mean, he started back in the book on page one mm. of what we had already studied from a half a semester. Yeah. It just be, no. became... No, and, and so I walked out of that class. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just became convenient. I was gone. Make me the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Blame me for everything. And then, mm-hmm. voila. So that being the case, was there something or anything that could have been done differently that would have prevented those two Muslim students from engaging in the outburst that they did? Is there anything I could have done differently? No. No. I, you know, in, I hate to say it this way. I don't really know any other way to phrase it. But I think, I think you were in some ways held hostage in your own classroom mm. because it wasn't like you and the two students. You had 18 other people that you had to look out for when, you know, during the classes that were just so um, highly emotional. Mm -hmm. I think the administration lost what could have been an amazing opportunity to really handle this. Maybe the outcome would have been the same, but they could have handled it much more differently. Mm. And likewise, I think the Muslim students in the class also missed an, an, a golden opportunity to help educate those of us that were truly interested mm-hmm. in learning the foundations of Islam. Mm-hmm. They also missed that opportunity. And why, I don't know, but they missed it. You know what? I, I absolutely agree with you. And, and, in this, in, and also in this respect, when I conducted my classes... Uh, did I have like an open forum type of setup there where uh, if you had, 
you know, big time problems or questions or whatever. Maybe not even with me. Maybe you got a problem with another student mm-hmm. about something we're talking about, whether, like you said, Buddhism or Hinduism or Scientology mm-hmm. or whatever. Did I have an open type class where those things could be talked about? Oh, yes. And, and we had all kinds of discussions about all the other various beliefs, mm-hmm. questions. And I specifically recall multiple times that you stayed after the class when, like myself, I have so many questions and others, where you made yourself completely available to have just these really in-depth discussions mm-hmm. to help us sort of explore our questions or or lack of understanding or things we might have thought we understood in the past. I mean, you, you provided that forum for us. Um, so in other to words... take advantage of if we wanted to. So by doing that, and the Muslims mm-hmm. then, instead of, you know, if they wouldn't have blown up, you, mm-hmm. as well as others in that class, mm-hmm. maybe even me, I mean, just because I'm the professor doesn't know that I have infinite knowledge about all things. <laughs> they could have actually taught us <laughs> something a little more uh, substantive, we'll put it that way, than just by <laughs> blowing up. But you know, if you really stop and think about it, that taught us something as well. What do you think that blow-up taught us? You know, I think... Wow, I, I'm not sure how to answer that. I think... Well, what it taught me, mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to speak for myself. What it taught me is that there must be something so, so, um, I, you know, I don't even know the word, but there must be something about Islam that um, you you cannot, I guess, openly teach it. You, There must be something about it that would make two students be so completely disruptive and even threatening, mm-hmm. still I will say that, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that, that they just didn't want anybody to teach it. Maybe you have to be an imam or somebody before it's acceptable, mm-hmm. you know, to talk about it, which I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. But, um, but what? whatever that, that mystery is, we were not allowed to learn it during that semester. Well, you know, if we would have had the opportunity to go on and talk about, you know, Mormonism and JWs and Scientology and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I think your answer here would have been even that much more informed. I think you're on the right track. Mm -hmm. Over the years, what I have learned from those that are, and I'm not talking about the individual per se, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the system itself. When the system is, well, not exactly dealing with reality and Mm -hmm. is being dubious or devious in one way or another, but the projection is this is wholesome and true and you got to do it and so on and so forth. What I've discovered over the years is that when you get those types of groups that you start asking questions or you start revealing things that, well, they don't want you to talk about, Mm -hmm. the best way to shut it down is either by, you know, going into lots of name-calling and personal attacks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or just simply disrupting whatever the meeting might be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that way, it was what we call, uh, what I've written on in the past, is called the thought stopper. Yeah. You don't get to talk about anything of substance or whatever the controversy might be. What you do is you make everybody quit thinking about it, and just watch the charade, watch it blow up, and everybody's angry, and so on and so forth. Sometimes it ends up being just totally disingenuous, but it stops discussion about that controversial issue. And that's what this reminded me of. Oh, and yeah, deflection. Yeah. Misdirection. Yep. Misinformation. Yep. And I think ultimately when the system failed us as students, we all failed. I agree. Okay, we've talked about that enough here. Let's let's move on just for a few more minutes here. We've got, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we've been on here for forty-four minutes here. Have we really? We wow. have. Okay. You know, is I told you this would go by fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you've got to have elaborated on this a little bit, 
But did you ever sense that you, if you ever had a problem in the class, you know, mm-hmm. you you loved Mike Tess so much that you wanted to take extra? <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay. okay. <laughs> if, right? Yeah, if. <laughs> that I was willing and I was open to help you navigate through whatever the problem was. Did you get that sense? Or did you oh, feel like absolutely. or did you feel like, man, I I'm taking a world religions class on the campus clear across the county if I have to just to get away from this guy? No. Okay, all right. No, I mean, no. I, I, I've had good professors and I've had some professors that I walked away thinking, man, that really could have been different or, you know, you know all kinds of all kinds of perceptions, right? Mm-hmm. But with you, no. You you had very um, you had rigid expectations. Mm-hmm. We were to be there on time. We were to do our homework, and we were to deliver, mm-hmm. right? And our grade was based on that. But as far as coming to you at any point with any help, making yourself available, absolutely. No. You know, like I said, when uh, you read the different accounts, you would think that. Uh, I was a taskmaster, uh, totally closed to anybody saying anything. Uh, in fact, like I said this morning, I got accused of that again. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I was closed-minded, and, and I wasn't going to listen to anybody, and you all suffered for it. <laughs> I'm going, okay, well, let's just let Ginger let, let you talk. When the class was finally over, and, you know, and I guess in your case it ended a little bit early, didn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you tell everybody else about the class, and uh, or about me, or uh, what you might have learned? I mean, well, you know, I, I, I think that you know, again, I'll have to say the administration failed us. And yes, you're right. For me, it ended early because I ended up telling the professor that took over. I understood it's not. It's not due to him, but because of the way it has been so mishandled um, and that we, those of us who felt that you were not given a fair opportunity, were not even allowed or given, you know, the opportunity to talk directly to the administration, Mm -hmm. I, I just... It didn't, nothing about it set right with me, and I ended up not going back to class. Fortunately, somehow I maintained an A with your test and your quizzes, <laughs> because my not coming back directly had an impact on what my ultimate grade was in that class. Mm-hmm. I still passed it, but I think it dropped to like a C. Oh. Um, but, but I just, there was, I just felt it was so wrong on so many levels Mm -hmm. i couldn't i just couldn't continue i couldn't do it so did you share this with other people that were outside the class oh i did and what were their responses well it depended on who i talked to i mean there was a you know i got a just like many others you know i was so open about it i was having there were people calling me from across the country and, uh. you know, all kinds of things were going. My, my perspective has not changed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you became a celebrity. Uh, were you invited? No, I don't know about that. You were invited on Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not that true. But, okay. you know, like the local news came out. And, <laughs> and then everybody, when you see what they took from, you know, such as the local news. I mean, we sat with the reporter mm-hmm. filming inside my house for almost an hour. Get the five-minute clip, mm-hmm. if if it was even five minutes, yeah. was so altered, as was all the interviews and whatnot. And it was so slanted, depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, you took the brunt of everything that happened, and as well as everything that didn't happen. And it's been so so unfair to you on such a personal level mm. that um, it's it still makes me sad just to think about it. Well, it's interesting you bring up the media part because I had the media over here. Did the very same yeah. thing. Yeah. I talked to two mm-hmm. different reporters, both of them from Fox and Dallas, mm-hmm. at two one-hour intervals. And you know what came out of those uh, two interviews? Hour-long. A 30-second soundbite where 
Brandon Todd at mm-hmm. uh, at Fox asked me, "Are you mm-hmm. a bigot?" That's all he got out of yeah. it. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. "Why were you even here? If that's how you're going to report this, you've already got your mind made up. What kind of a reporter is that?" Mm-hmm. And you know, I didn't. This is the first I've known, which you just said here a second ago, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had somebody from the news media come over and sit in your house mm-hmm. and talk to you. Mm-hmm. This is the first I've known of this. This is seven years later, and this is just not how, I, yeah. how I'm, I'm... I mean, I knew that you talked to somebody. I think Sarah did as well. But I didn't mm-hmm. know they came and sat at your house. Oh, yes. I mean, you know, the, the cameraman with his life, all my neighbors were like, what's going on? And for an hour, she interviewed us. And it what the outcome was so absolutely slanted. Oh, wow. You know, it's just... Um, so, you, so you're saying the same thing I did, that yeah. when you go to the Internet and you read some of this stuff here, it really amounts to, uh, this is what I told this person this morning, tabloid trash? Yeah. That's how I kind of yeah, look. Because, and it, what really makes it extra sad, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to take over the interview. You're supposed to be talking to your junior. So just cut me off whenever you want to. But to me, it's like you get this reporter quoting that reporter who's recording, who's reporting that reporter, mm-hmm. and they just kind of stir it all up, and then they spit it back out, and it's even worse the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth time around. Yeah. They weren't in the classroom. Right. And then when you invite them over to talk to them, then they take it, and then they create their own classroom. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with reality. No. So and that's, that's the saddest part. So if you had to do this all over again, barring any interruptions, and we actually finished the, uh, the, the course itself, mm-hmm. not that you really wanted to, because I know... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but if you had to, you had to do it all over again. Same class, mm-hmm. better outcome. Would you have done it? Yep. And I would. And even if the same events happened and like it's somehow if I knew that going back in, would I still do it? I would because I can't help but be curious if in today's environment, it still would have shook out the same. Hmm. And the only thing I mean by that is specifically with the administration. Would the administration have taken different actions based on just based on the changes in society in seven years, right? Mm-hmm. Would they have taken different actions than what they did then? And if so, I think it could have ended differently. I think it could have potentially ended better. Perhaps. Perhaps. I think, you know, I, I wasn't the only one, the only professor that, no. that this happened to. The, the Muslims had done yeah. this at several other schools. I know. And it makes me think... Even, I mean, because you're not the first one that, that had mentioned this as well, that they thought it was a setup. And getting back to what, you know, I've endured in the past, mm-hmm. uh, the thought stopper comes into play again. It has never gone away. I think it just depends yeah. on, once again, uh, what you're talking about. If you're trying to make something or someone sound like it's just the most magnificent thing to ever grace the earth, Okay, not a problem. But it's when you get into critically thinking about things, yeah. kind of having to talk about some of the things that are a little on the ugly side. Not that you're mm-hmm. wanting to embarrass anybody, but this is just part of history and part of belief systems and stuff like that. That, depending on the individual or the system again, mm-hmm. will then turn it into a thought-stopping situation, and they got to do what they got to do to shut it down. So it may, may have been different. I don't know. But maybe not. Maybe. Right? maybe. I, you know, maybe. I would like to think that it would. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would too. And I don't have any ill feelings towards anybody. But it, when people keep throwing it at me seven mm-hmm. years after the fact, and they don't listen. Yeah. That's when, no. it, that's when it becomes frustrating. Yeah. So, because it's convenient for those kind of people. Yes, it is. Because they've quit thinking. They've gone into their own thought-stopping session. Mm-hmm. So uh, what recommendations would you have for others 
who might contemplate taking a class with me in the future, maybe not necessarily the world religions, but whatever else, what recommendations would you share with them? And what expectations would you share with them as well? We kind of throw that in on top. So whether it's you teaching or if it's another professor teaching this type of class. Well, I'm, I, I'm, see, I want you to answer it if I was teaching it. Okay, if you're teaching, take the class. Mm-hmm. Take the class mm-hmm. and learn what is there to be shared and to be and to be learned. Don't not take it because you personally were smeared through this entire event. Because then, if you do that, then you're missing out on all the amazing things that you personally do have to share. But you and see, that's how I learned so much during the first half of that semester. I didn't expect the second half to be different. But you see... Take the class. But you see, Ginger, Darren Gowski is a tyrant. He's, a, he's, an, un, he's an unfair, uh, intolerant, uh, whatever, the other, whatever the adjectives you can throw in, to malign me. That's how he is. So why would I want to take a class with him? Well, because if you don't, you're going to miss out. And if you don't, then you're just the person that's going to subject yourself to be swayed by uh, social media opinions, mm. Mm. and it's going to be that person's loss yeah. because you do have a lot to share. And as tough as I, your test were, and as much as I did not look forward to the quizzes, <laughs> I learned. Yeah. I learned. Yeah. So uh, last question here for our little mm-hmm. little interview, which I thank you once again, Ginger, for coming on here. Sure. Is there anything else that you would like to add as kind of as a closing statement here? You know, I think I would just say, I would just have to tell you how much I thank you and I appreciate what I have learned from you and that from the ashes of it all, we've been able to maintain, you know, a friendship of you know, varying degrees, whatever. We have still stayed in contact, mm-hmm. you know, all this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I appreciate everything that I learned in that class, even the ugly stuff, because even that taught me. But, um, you know, I do thank you for, you know, you stepped out there. You took chances when everything happened. You stood by what you personally felt was right with the administration. And I have to admire that because you took great risks. And I thank you for that, Ginger. I, I can I now call you a friend. <laughs> you can no. actually, I'll call, call me Ginger. I'll call you Ginger. Okay, Ginger, my friend. Okay. Well, with that, I'm going to let you go. I want thanks, Ginger, for for coming on here. We've been on for almost sure. an hour, and uh, mm-hmm. if you ever need anything in the future, you know, just. Uh, like I've told others, I'm a phone call or an email away. Just let me know, and I'll see what I can do to help you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you, Ginger. You have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. And that was Ginger Ruiz, a former uh, student of mine. Uh, <laughs> it is kind of funny in a way where, you know, old uh, topics have come up, subjects and the like, such as I'm your professor, I'm not your friend. And over the course of the years, uh, we became friends. And yes, we still talk to each other about whatever. And uh, it's, it's just a, I don't know, sentimental thing. But I appreciate Ginger coming on and sharing with us here. And most importantly, that you got her perspective it's not mine you know my professorship and all that kind of stuff necessarily but it was from her and we'll have others that will share their perspectives not necessarily about the the Muslim ordeal and stuff like that but uh, you know what they liked about other classes that I've taken we'll just keep adding to the library here because once again this is about the only way that I know to combat a lot of the nonsense that's out there about moi. So I uh, would just go ahead and 
say, uh, if you have any questions or comments, you may uh, write me at capro at capro.info. If you would like to support the program, there's a donation button there on the webpage. Remember, you can make a difference, whether it's here or in the classroom. You can do so by making that donation. So until next time, you take care, and I'll just look forward to talking to you again later. Bye-bye.